Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mm, let's get ready to rumble! He's the fastest man on the planet. He did go up there, Rabbits. Hello one, hello all. Round 14 in the book, started dusted, getting closer and closer towards the pointy end of the season. Uh, look, this week was dominated by Origin players, whether they're going to back up or not, uh, what the minute rotations are going to look like, any young stars coming through to replace those. Look, thankfully, we had a fair bit of mail earlier in the week uh, and close towards game day as to who was jumping in, who was jumping out. But uh, yeah, look, round 14 was eventful. It looks like a pass score was around 1,100. Anything more than that, you've done well. Uh, anything under that uh, looks like you've relied on Origin players, which uh, is the basis of your teams, which is totally fine. But this sort of time of the year is where uh, the depth does get tested. Thankfully, next week, we do have the Super Trade Week. So looking to clear out a lot of dead wood. We'll touch on that uh, later in the week. But... Manly kicked off the uh, the weekend with a 52-18 thrashing of the Cowboys. And look, I think a lot of people tip the Cowboys here considering no Tommy Turbo. Uh, Valentine Holmes was going to be backing up. Uh, Jason Tamalolo obviously back as well. But yeah, Manly just ran over it. Daly Cherry Evans with 148 was the star of the show. Uh, bouncing back after a pretty tumultuous origin period. And, and Daly Cherry Evans, I think, is a sneaky option to be having in your halves uh, for the run home. Just considering how decent Manly's jaw is. I think DC is really going to lift and... Established himself as the as one of the second or third best halfbacks for Supercoach coming home. I just think the the run home they have and, and the output the DCE can put on uh, is definitely worth it. Worth a punt in my opinion. Uh, Ruben Garrick, look, we we spoke about him back in like round six or seven when Turbo returned. Uh, Garrick on that wing is electric, but played fullback this week and really did a job and uh, didn't miss Turbo too much here. Obviously, the attack put on 50. The defense did leak 18, uh, but Ruben Garrick, I think, was a key part of that with 106. Brad Parker, another one of these sneaky guys I think you can look at. Uh, he's 414k at the moment, but uh, look, he's big, strong, close to the line. Turbo loves to use him uh, on those sweet plays, use him as the sort of the lead runner. So, don't hate a world where people go pick up Brad Parker either. Uh, Hamuel Olakowatsu got an 88. Lachlan Croker with a 76. Carl Lawton with a 76. Money to Power with another 69. Money to Power has been putting up some pretty good scores as well, so he's one to look at for round 17. And Kieran Foran also got a 60. That rounds out the, I guess, 60 plus for the Seagulls. There was a fair few. But as for the Cowboys, look, Scott Drinkwater top score with a 77. Uh, Hamuso Tabuo Fido got a 70. Murray Tuolongi got a 65. Javid Bowen got a 65. Not much else there to sort of go on with with the Cowboys. They didn't play fantastic. Tamalolo, uh, yeah, I'm pretty happy to say that that, that super coach sort of relevance is done for this year. 42 points from him, not playing big minutes, not having a huge uh, expectation. Uh, I was surprised with the amount of people that were messaging me asking if Valentine Holmes was a, a good option to be picking up uh, this week, just considering he was backing up after Origin and. I think there was better buys uh, for round 14. Valentine Holmes put out a 42, and look, if you jumped on him. Long term, it's going to be okay. Short term, uh, I think it was probably probably not the best pickup considering that origin backing up. Uh, notable names, as we said, uh, Tom Deaton in his first game for the Cowboys. 
yeah, uh, I think Broncos fans would be pretty happy with that performance seeing Dearden after leaving the club. He only scored a 17. But, uh, yeah, look, the Cowboys were in all sorts uh, after playing some good footy in recent weeks. So, yeah, interested to see how they bounce back. They do get uh, a couple of uh, big inclusions back into the squad, uh, notably Mitch Dunn. I think he is a, a huge factor uh, for their edge attack. Uh, I really rate Mitch Dunn a lot, especially for Supercoach as well. I think he had a, a five-round average of about 65 or something before he had the HIA a couple of weeks ago. So, curious to see how the Cowboys bounce back. But the Seagulls with Turbo, uh, I think they're only going to get better after putting on 50 points, which is uh, always good to see from a manly side of things. Look, the next game, the Sharks taking on the Panthers. Uh, the Panthers depleted again. Uh, they did have a couple back up, but they're still missing the notable names in Toto, Luai, Cleary in the works. So, the Sharks got it done, 19-18 to with a Sean Johnson field goal, and uh, look, he's shaping up to be one of the buys for next round, but Ronaldo Molotalo tops good for them with an 84, uh, Sean Johnson 79, Toby Rudolph 71, Aiden Tolman 62, Britton Nakora 61, uh, look, Wade Graham suffering that HIA, he's going to have some uh, some time on the sideline, and that means it's Sifatalakai time, uh, we'll have a look at him later in the week, but yeah, Sifatalakai, I think he's now bursting down the door. Uh, got the start with, with Teamless Tuesday being announced, but uh, yeah, look, big, big fan of him. Uh, Jesse Ramian got a 49. I think he's someone to be looking at for your center wings for the run home too. And as for the Panthers, it was all really nothing happening until the last 70 minutes when Matt Burton put on a clinic, posted on social media about how I think Matt Burton's going to be one of the biggest traps next year. And look, I still stand by that. Uh, watching him without much in attack, it's a pretty grim watch. I mean, at the Bulldogs, he's going to have Josh Adokar. He's going to have Nick Cottridge there for another season. Uh, depending on what they do with their center pairings as well and their, and their halves, whether Jake Averillo slots in there, but he's been playing well in the halves, so maybe it's a halves pairing in 2022 of Matt Burton and Jake Averillo, so then what do they do with their centers, as, as we said? But look, I think he's going to be priced, what, 530, 550 based off his pen form and what he finishes the year on if he uh, stays in the centers. I just think that's going to be too much to be paying for Matt Burton in uh, a Bulldog side that, look, there's, there's very, very little positives to take out of this year. Uh, got a good win against the Dragons this weekend, but apart from that, it's it's been lackluster, and uh, I'm just worried that people are going to fall into the Matt Burton trap, um, something I'm going to be staying away from, but as we said, put on a clinic in this game, 108, Appy Corusau with a 73 after coming back from, from Origin Camp, and Moses Leonard with a 62, rounded out them for the, for the top 60 scorers. Look, with the Panthers, they're getting all their stars back, yes, but it's it's a case of how they're going to bounce back from from two losses. I understand they haven't had their their players, but it's still a mental mental toll. They're going to have a really good matchup this week, and it's going to be a fantastic game. So, yeah, curious to see how they go. Look, if you've held Charlie Staines this long, just this is what you're going to expect. It's just a Jason Saab mold type of thing. It's it's rocks or diamonds and. I think this is what the super trade is going to be good for next week, considering you can just clear out a lot of the deadwood. Look, I'll maybe do a podcast separate for, for super trade strategy and the how I'm going to attack it. But yeah, clearing out your deadwood with you guys like your, your Stainses and your Sabs, that, that if you don't plan on having them for the run home, uh, if trade's getting thin, then look to get them out. The next game was another one-point thrill. The Titans taking on the Roosters. The Roosters ran away with this one, and the Titans, uh, on the back of Jamal Fogarty, really clawed their way back into it. The Roosters did get the win 35-34, to thanks to a Sam Walker field goal, and, and he hit that very, very cleanly, might I add. Uh, very, very good composure for an 18-year-old. As we touched on, Jamal Fogarty was probably the star of the show in this game. 150, put the Titans on their back. Uh, Jared Walls with a 91. Tino Fasumalau with a 78. Kevin Proctor with a 70. Brian Kelly with a 70. Tyrone Peachy with a 69. Uh, Greg Marzu with a 64. Rounds out the top 60 scorers for them. Look, I didn't watch this game too heavily, so I don't have too many comments on it. Just what, I guess, the the stats show that the Roosters went out on top. Uh, a sin bin to Adam Kieran and a, a multitude of injuries. I think they're down to one 
one person on the bench. Uh, yeah, but apart like with the, with the Roosters though, I think people are maybe underlooking Jared Warrior Hardgraves. He's obviously a, a liability uh, with the judiciary, but if he's going to be continually playing eighty week in week out, uh, he's put up some fantastic scores and and could be a, a genuine front row option moving forward for the run home in a position that's a pretty wasteland. So I think he's one to monitor and just work out what happens with the minutes. Uh, Matt Ikavalo top score with one hundred and seven. Joey Manu with a ninety seven playing fullback with James Tedesco out. I'll touch on that as well. I mean. Uh, was clear to play this week, was basically named to play. Trent Robinson came out and said he would play, and then uh, last minute just, just pulled. And for guys that aren't following team news, it's it's a kick in the teeth. I mean, yeah, he apparently didn't pass the captain's run, but surely the Roosters knew beforehand um, that, that that hip issue was, was going to continue. So, yeah, look, it sucks for James Desco owners, but... Yeah, you move on, take the AE and go from there. Angus Crichton with an 87 with that uh, absolute disrespect to Jaden Campbell sticking the tongue out and uh, probably had his pants pulled down a little bit. I think he was pretty lucky to be given that try. Uh, in my opinion, it was a double movement. As we said, Jared Rui Hardgraves with a 79, Sam Walker with a 69, Daniel Tupu with a, with a 62, rounds out the top 60 for them. I think Adam Kieran's a, fresh, a breath of fresh air for this Rooster side. Uh, I really rate him highly as a footballer. Uh, I guess the disappointment here was Steely Tupanur with a 36, uh, Joseph Swally with a 32 as well. Guys would have uh, would have played Swally when they found out the news about Tedesco and, and had a 32, no attacking stats, but yeah, you expect that from a young guy. You expect the, the highs and lows. We saw it with Sam Walker in previous weeks. The next game, the Rabbitohs taking on the Knights and the Rabbitohs getting the job done 24-10 to in a bit of a grind affair. Uh, blew out sort of towards the end. Alex Johnson, 124, hat-trick hero. Uh, yeah, this is another one of these rocks and diamonds players. When you get him on a good week, you're going to get some sensational scores. He's the the end point of that left-hand side attack and with the draw they've got coming up, expect him to be going down that side plenty of times. Cody Walker with a 76. Uh, Burns with a 60 as well. A lot of guys in the mid-50s and low-40s. Uh, Latrell Mitchell backing up after Orange with a 48. Adam Reynolds with a 49. No surprise to see Damian Cook rested. Benji Marshall coming in playing a bit of 9. Uh, didn't do a whole lot. 23 points for Supercoach. Uh, he was more so a plug-and-play option in the draft options rather than classic. Uh, for the Knights, they had three men go over 60. The men on debut, Jake Clifford for the club. Uh, he scored a 62. Kurt Mann with a 66 in the centers. And, and Jacob Saifidi with a 67. The Knights, there they get a bunch of troops back this week. Don't they? they get Pierce Ponga, basically the, the two main stars of that attack. They do lose Bradman Best. I'm going to work out what we're going to have to do with Bradman Best. The Knights have a phenomenal run home. Um, whether he's worth keeping his bottom down price. He's 350k or something. So that's a conversation that Bradman Best owners probably have to have with themselves. Are they going to hold him for the run home uh, or are they going to cash in basically at, at a historic low for him just with the output that he was going? I think he was on track for a good game. But uh, yeah, that syndesmosis injury has, has sidelined him for, I think, up to eight weeks. So yeah, look, great to see uh, Dominic Young get a start. Uh, look, you know how highly I've rated him all preseason. was really happy to see him get the start with a 52. Mitch Barnett continues to... Uh, who knows? Who knows what he's done to Adam O'Brien? Started off the bench, scored a 47. Connor Watson with a 34. Uh, those two guys, I think their time in the sun is done. And we'll be looking to move them on ASAP, in my opinion. If not uh, this week, definitely the week of the Super Trade. So... Yeah, not a, not a huge much to talk about this game. Uh, Alex Johnson really stole the show with Cody Walker on that left-hand side. Uh, the Raiders found some form 38-16 to against the Broncos. 
Bally Simonson back at fullback, 116. And yeah, I'm looking at picking him up this week personally. I think he's going to be a decent option. Uh, if Ricky Stewart's going to continue to play him at fullback, uh, Charles Nickel-Star is out for the season. Caleb Aiken had a shot and, and back in reserve grade. Uh, if Bally Simonson's going to stay there, I think he's 350, 360k. Definitely be looking at picking him up. Uh, Josh Papali'i with a 97. Jack White with an 83. Matt Tomoko with an 83. Emre Gula with an 82. Rounds out the... I guess the the people over over sixty. We'll talk on Corey Hadawi Renata. Uh fifty six got uh sent for the HIA with that hit from Hetherington. Look, I think yeah, it was definitely accidental. Shoulder to the head. I think the referee probably could have used some uh common sense there. Maybe a sin bin, but de- definitely not a send off in my opinion. I understand the rules around that, but there was no intent. It wasn't uh yeah, reckless or anything like that. It was just Corey had a weird iris slipped, uh, collected the shoulder, and, and look, he was off for 15 minutes. Thankfully, he passed. He's got a try bag to 56, which is, I guess, okay, considering the circumstances that happened, but you want to see more from a guy with, with historically a decent base over the last couple of weeks. For the Broncos, they were hit with the, the news of Xavier Coates' injury before the game, the hamstring injury. Uh, yeah, a couple of changes shifted around. That sells uh, Selwyn Cobo with a 66, Tavita Pengo with a 63, Matt Lodge with a 61, Jesse Arthurs with a 60, Running out the guys that uh, scored over 60. I want to give a huge shout-out to Payne Haas. Backing up after Origin. Uh, just continues to put a shift in for club week in, week out. Hopefully, he can get a move somewhere uh, a little bit better. Look, You look at someone like a James Fisher-Harris, who people say is probably the best forward in the game. Uh, the fact that Penrith win the ruck consistently, I think that helps his job massively. But you look at what Payne Haas does week in, week out in a side that gets uh, flogged on the advantage line. I think his ability to keep going forward... Uh, holds him in high regard, and especially coming back after Origin. So if you're a pain heart, I, I wouldn't be looking at this score too badly and, and thinking the worst, but uh, definitely one to monitor if you're looking to pick him up. The Warriors 16, the Storm 42, headlined by Nico Himes with 87. Uh, the common denominator week in, week out for this Melbourne side. Harry Grant with an 83, backing up after Origin. Brandon Smith with an 80. Tom Eisenhuth with a 79. Jerome Hughes with a 71. Justin Ollen with a 64. Uh, rounded out the sort of high scorers for them. As we touched on, Harry Grant has only started, or sorry, only worn the number nine jersey once this year, and it's still an incredible average. And people looking for a hooker spot to fill, worried about him, I guess, where he's standing is in the team with Bellamy. He's just putting out scores week in, week out. Uh, I think Bellamy's using him pretty smartly. Uh, wouldn't be put off too much whether he plays off the bench or starting. I think he's going to give you... A very, very similar output week in, week out. For the Warriors, this was Ken Mamalo's last game for the club after departing for the Tigers. He scored 105. Cody Nicarim with a 73. Roger Tulevasashek with a 66. Uh, yeah, basically, Ken Mamalo's last game. Hatrick, uh, great way to send out a club servant when he's off to the Tigers. With, I guess, looking at picking him up, he was a fantastic option for around 17. But the, moving to the Tigers, they're not going to be playing that. I want to monitor to see how he does in Magic's side, whether he's asked to do many hit-ups uh, in the middle of the ruck. So not a whole lot to talk about in this game. Uh, the Storm dominated on the scoreboard. They dominated the Supercoach standings. The the, the the Warriors, yeah, just a little bit off the eight ball, but against the Javelin Storm side, can't blame them too much there. The Parramatta Eels, pretty... Uh, convincingly handled the Tigers 40-12, to Mitch Moses with 112, Clint Guthson with a 95, Isaiah Papali'i with an 85, uh, Joey Lusick with an 81, Nathan Brown with a 77, Dylan Brown with a 64, Wunga Blake with a 60, rounds out those top scorers there. This seems to be the story of uh, which back rower for the Parramatta Eels is going to go big. It's generally uh, Papali'i or Maddo. 
yeah, haven't uh, seen many times where they've both gone huge. I know Maddo had a great game last week and Papali'i sort of struggled. Uh, this week it was the opposite way around. So if you own both those, if you handcuffed yourself there, it's a, it's a bit of an emotional roller coaster with those guys. Uh, people looking at Joey Lusick for, I guess, in a replacement, I'd probably just hold off. Uh, it's a trade that you'd be making for, what, three or four weeks, and then you'd be looking at trading him back out. Money-making probably isn't the priority now, so if you've if you've got no one there, uh, I, I can get around the idea maybe, but surely people still have uh, a Connor Watson or, or someone that can fill the gap uh, for Red Money until he's back for the Parramatta Eels. For the Tigers, Jacob Little with a 69 was the only one to, to get above 60, and a pretty, yeah, a pretty piss-ball performance from the Tigers. It's just consistency that they're lacking uh, from an NRL standpoint and a Supercoach standpoint, the guys you look to stand up, Luke Brooks with a 45, Luchan Lailua with a 46, uh, Adam Dwayhe with a, with a 9. So just one of those games where people just didn't score well. Dane Laurie with a 21. I think his time in the spotlight may be over as well. A big break even. Probably not a keeper that you want to have, so I'd be looking at trading him out. Uh, Stefano Utoi Makani with a 39. One of these guys people sort of look to for another good week after the back of last week. But yeah, consistency for the Tigers is their biggest problem. And the last game of the round, probably the biggest upset of the round, the Bulldogs 28, defeating the Dragons 6. Top scored by Jake Averillo with 101, Adam Elliott with a 90, Jeremy Marshall King with a 75, Nick Meany with a 67, uh, Luke Thompson and Jack Hetherington both got 59s just to fall under the 60-point threshold. They were phenomenal. The Dragons were not. That was the story of this game. I think uh, Trent Barrett got his boys up for this game. It was a big win. Uh, the second win for the season. Up to six points now with the bye. As for the Dragons, though, that was probably one of the worst games of footy from a side that I've seen in recent memory. There was just zero energy going forward. There was nothing to really ride home about. But that's going to wrap up the Round 14 review. Look, we'll be back uh, later today with the team lists from yesterday. And then back tomorrow with the, with the Supercoach preview. All things happening. Captains, hot takes, buy holes and sells, you name it. The regulars, uh, thanks for standing by. Haven't been podcasting the last couple of days. Just been stuck in Sydney with more fun eye appointments, which is always lovely. But yeah, that's going to wrap everything up. So uh, keep your friends close and keep your pods closer. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.